0: Hello, and what's this week's Sports Zone on Salford City Radio? I'm Rob Parkson, and I'm here talking all things sport in Salford. Joining so the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside from The Devil in the Detail. Paul, looking forward to talking all things sport
1: in Salford and beyond? Yeah, certainly am, Rob. Certainly am. Another action packed show again, isn't it? We've got a lot to go at, so, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it as always. Brilliant. So we'll start with a footballer, Manchester
0: United, they won, on Saturday, the first home win, of the season, they beat, Notts Forest, three goals to two, after coming back, from 2-0 down, um, obviously, bit of a rollercoaster, for Hentags men, but a win is a win,
1: yeah, it was a bit of a shock, wasn't it, um, going 2-0 down, I saw a tweet, from um, Anthony Crawler, actually on Twitter, saying he got there, late in the car park, the attendant, told him it was 2-0, get back in your car, and go home, something, sort of <laughs> But bit of a shock, at the start, but, no, it's all about the result at the end of the day isn't it you know people might not be pleased with the performance but uh, but they they the character didn't they you know it's come from 2-0 down is 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 shows good character there so there's a lot to work on isn't there you know when you look at the size that they've played up to now this season so uh, a lot of work to be done but 3 points is 3 points yeah, Goals from Christian
0: Eriksen, Casemiro and one from Bruno Fernandes from the penalty spot uh, were enough for Manchester United. Obviously, a lot of criticism for Bruno Fernandes with his attitude um, in the last few weeks. Uh, but winning goal from him from the spot will be a uh, shot in the arm for him and his performances this season.
1: Yeah, I know the from what I've heard there was quite a bit of controversy as well, wasn't there? A sending off and, yeah. and things like that. So I know Nottingham Forest have said they're gonna complain about this set and the other and I was thinking to myself, you know, it's the same in all sports. I know we'll probably talk about the boxing after there's been a load of controversy with that and you know, rugby league watching solve every every week, the referee gets to blame for stuff. And I think to myself, sometimes do we have to just go with the referee's decision and not complain, you know, complain about things because sport controversial things happen, don't they? But nowadays everyone seems to complain every week about no matter what it is, whereas years ago you just took it on the chin and, and moved on, didn't you?
0: Yeah. I think what it is with with technology is you've got the opportunity to get every decision right. And the Joe Worrell sent off was just as typical, sort of lumped it forward. Fernandez had him uh, on his shoulder. He was going to get there first. Was the fullback going to come round and get him before he got his shot away? That's a, that's the big question for me. But I thought it was a bit harsh, uh, but it is a big turning point in the game. And I don't think, you know, I would have got back in it without that happening because uh, obviously being 2-1 down at that point, mm. it's a crucial moment in it.
1: Yeah, that's right, that's right. And I, I know we've got a lot of technology you now, we've got a lot of camera angles and photographs and videos and things like that, but if you were to, to go through sporting events with a fine tooth comb, you, you'd probably be there for a, a good number of hours, wouldn't you, mm. rather than the 90 minutes that were required. So I, I don't know, I think sometimes it's very difficult for referees to see things that, you know in the heat of the moment. They're humans, aren't they, at the end of the day. You, you're following the ball and you're following the, the speed of the sport and you look how fast... Football is it? it's the same as rugby league, it's such a quick sport now, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get every single thing right. Are you there? will always be people who've got an opinion on uh, uh, you know that's different, and, and and it'll be talked about in pubs and clubs and cafes and things for weeks to come, won't it?
0: Yeah, uh, Man United fans unhappy about uh, the 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 owner of Glainish Gladys, Manchester United, um. Had a protest inside the ground organised by the 1958 group. All stayed behind after the after the game, trying to voice their anger. Paul about obviously the Glazers' way they were in the club and the way they've not sold the club yet.
1: Yeah, it seems to be dragging on. This situation doesn't it? It's been going on for a while now, and I think supporters. It, it's like any, any any sport. You just want you know your future to be ironed out and and to, to be that continuity there and that not that doubt. So. You know, I think this this sale of the club is hanging over now, isn't it? And it needs to be dealt with, really, you know, sooner rather than later, because it's gone on probably far too long.
0: Yeah. Uh, United face Arsenal uh, next week on Sunday. That will be a big game, obviously. Arsenal drew two two uh, weekend uh, against uh, Fulham, I think it was. So uh, it's going to be an opportunity for them to get back on the board, and obviously United uh, winning uh, both going into the uh, the game in some good form.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's probably going to be a step up for Manchester United, you know, with the, the three games that they played Wolves, Tottenham, and, and Forest up to now. You know, Arsenal are probably a bit of a step up, aren't they? Now, and you, you're going to have to to bring your A game, so to speak, to that one to, to get a result. So this will be probably the first major test of the, of the season. You know, Tottenham was a big test, and they come up short, didn't they? So I think they'll definitely get a tested against Arsenal. Yeah.
0: Manchester City were in action as well. They beat Sheffield United 2-1. Erling Haaland hit the post with a penalty early on. He scored in the second half with a bullet head off. Sheffield... United equalised through Jadon Bolden, but then Roderick scored a late dramatic winner for Manchester City. That put them top of the Premier League. Their next game is Fulham at home. will be a big test because Fulham uh, had a good uh, week this week uh, drawing with Arsenal. Liverpool were also in action. They travelled to St. James's Park and won 2-1. Two goals from Darwin Nunes will have pleased Liverpool coach Jürgen Klopp and And also Aston Villa uh, beat Burnley 3-1. So it's been a real uh, exciting week for the Premier League. It's great to have it back after a summer of no football. And now we've got the games coming thick and fast. And we're really, really all excited about it. Uh, Talking about our other local side, Salford City. They were in action this weekend. They played Accrington Stanley. And uh, lost 2-1 at home. Two goals from Sean Warley Was enough for Acton Stanley for the win?
1: Yeah, they will be disappointed with that. But I think you've got to give Acton Stanley a lot of credit. I think they play some good stuff. And and they do. They're a, they're a good footballing team. Um, they've, they've been in that league for a good number of years now. Um, they've had the same manager, John Coleman, for for a long time. I know he did lead to Rochdale Rochdale and then came back, so he knows that club inside out. And you know they, they play football the right way. They they, they know mugs and and that league that Salford are in. It, there's a lot of teams in there that have been in there a long time. They know exactly how that league works, and it's a really tough league to, to play in, you know, and, and a tough league to get out of. And you know Salford are not going to have it all their own way this season. I think they've been targeted as one of the favourites, and and teams will go there to to Lane. And play like a cup final, won't they? Because of all the hype that are around Salford, so they've got to deal with
0: that. Yeah, I think obviously with a class of '92 and, and all the things around it puts the tiger on the back, like you said. But you know, the experience of being at the division last season, the close penalty defeat against uh, Oldham, uh, will sort of give them that hopefully that boost and that experience that you know they'll look forward to this season when they come across you know difficult opposition they can get past them this time.
1: Yeah, that's right. They I mean have just gotta keep making progress, haven't they? And, you know, keeping them that, that, that sort of top half of the table and you know, you don't you just wanna keep in touch with that top three, don't you, for the automatic promotion. I think you you're getting that playoffs and like they saw last season, it's an absolute lottery, isn't it? Um, you don't want to be in that, really. I don't think supporters, supporters might like it. Might be exciting, but I think you know we just want to aim for that top three, don't you? And get yourself up. So yeah, it's a big season for them. I think every season's a big season because of, like you said, the hype around them and the, the ownership and, and, the, and the money that they've spent. So um, so yeah, there's a long way to go yet. You know the league table is still sorting itself out. You've got to find your consistency, but no, that's a setback losing a home game.
0: Yeah, uh, Salford so out at home in the E. EFL Cup against Leeds on Tuesday and then the travel to Morecambe uh, away uh, so two tough games there
1: yeah yeah Leeds will be a tough game won't it but that's a, a game where you'll expect that to be a sellout really you know um, a big game big team coming down to it to more lane so uh, is at more lane that game isn't it yeah yeah so that'll be an exciting game for then obviously a trip to Trip to uh, is it more come at the weekend? Yeah. So that's a, that's another difficult game. So you, there's no easy games in that that league too. It really is a tough league to play in. Um, and you can get sides at the bottom who can turn you over. You know if you're not if you're not ready for them. So so yeah, it's a big week for Salford this.
0: Yeah, uh, looking at the Premier League, Spurs beat Bournemouth two one. A good start for Tottenham uh, with a new coach involved there, Harry Kane departing to Germany uh, probably just what the supporters and the club needed after the, the turmoil in the off-season
1: Yeah that's right you know, that that was another transfer that seemed to, to go on for such a long time and then he left on the eve of the season I think didn't he, a day before they played so so yeah he's, he's a big miss for them isn't he but they seem to be doing well, they seem to have started really well started positively, you know, new manager as well and um, the well, every season, I think they're predicted to do well and finish up near the top end of the table. But, you know, could it be their season this time? I'm not sure whether they've got that strength in depth, but they've certainly made a good start. Yeah, Arsenal
0: drew 2-2 with Fulham, like we've said. Uh, Brentford drew one all with Crystal Palace. Both sides um, needing to get to that 40 points uh, as quick as possible, really.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, there's, there's some sides in that league, you know, Brentford and Palace, who... You know, they're not the biggest clubs in the division, are they? And, uh, you know, those sort of games, especially your home games, you're looking to get wins and you no know, draws for them, you know, does hamper them slightly. But, like I said, there's a long way to go in the league this season. You might see one or two surprises. And, you know, some of these teams, like Brentford and Fulham, you know, they're becoming established clubs down in the Premier League, aren't they? And, uh, you know, they could see some of them do really well again because they, they seem to have a good year last year. So, you know, it's going to be interesting how it all unfolds.
0: Yeah talking about established clubs, Everton, they're in trouble, lost three on the spin, lost to Wolves this weekend, 1-0 at home, Uh, Sean Dyche's men, uh, no goals, three games, looking down the barrel at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, it's a surprise, really, I I thought Everton, after such a poor season last year, they brought Sean Dyche, who's a very, very experienced manager. You know where uh, he's been around a long time now, hasn't he did a terrific job at Burnley and been around the leagues as well and you know uh, worked his apprenticeship really well in coaching and I thought it was the right appointment for Everton but for whatever reason they, they've started the season disastrously haven't they three defeats no goals and you know losing it home to Wolves that's a game you've probably got to look in at winning there really with the greatest respect to Wolves but they're in real turmoil you know you, you, you start losing games like that you do you do be Become vulnerable, don't you? And you know, confidence will be draining out of the team. And this could be the season when they go down and they've really got to turn things around. They're moving to a new stadium as well, I believe, aren't they? So you don't really want to to do that when you're uh, you're dropping out of the Premier League.
0: Yeah. Final one was Brighton. They were beating a home three one to West Ham, West Ham with Dave Moyes um certainly turning a corner by the look of it. That's uh, exciting
1: yeah they started the season really well West Ham haven't they and they had a good good year last season I can't remember where they finished but they was quite high on the table weren't they Seven for eight 8th mm. or six, I think they were something like that so they had a really good season So, and they won a European trophy as well and um, David is doing a good job there isn't he he's built a good side I know they're looking at bringing players in as well aren't they and you know, before the end of the uh, the old transfer window. So yeah, they made a good start to the season. And I think he's a good coach, David Moyes. He seems to get the best out of that team, doesn't he? And uh, you know, uh, good luck to them. I'm sure they'll have a good year.
0: Yep. So let's move on to the boxing uh, now, Paul. And the big fight last night when Alexander Ushik uh, stopped David Dubois in the ninth round after knocking him out, knocking him down in the eighth. Talk us through it.
1: Yeah, a lot of controversy in this this uh, this bout, to be honest, Rob. I mean, he was much fancied, Alexander Usyk, you know, being the, being the champion and being undefeated. And, and Dubois, you know, he was a talented uh, boxer, but he seemed to have a game plan. He targeted the body of Usyk and Usyk didn't really like it. He rattled him a few times and the, the big turning point in the round was the, uh, the, the knockdown where he went down Usyk. And uh, Dubois, it was giving us a low blow. You'll have to watch it yourself to decide because it looks like it's right on the belt line to me. It looks like it's on his belly button, which I'd say is probably all right. But there's a few camera angles that can suggest it's it's low. So it's one of those. It's a real sort of your opinion, really. But that that definitely swayed the fight because Usyk got. You know, time to recover from that he got a good few minutes whereas if that was given as a knockdown he would have got his 10 seconds or his 9 seconds he'd have been up and I'm sure Dubois would have dived on him and, and probably finished the fight so you've got to feel a bit for, for Dubois there it's a, it's a tough decision but as I said before I think in sport you've got to go with the referee's decision too many people these days seem to have a big tantrum about it and start kicking off and referee's decision's final. So, I think you get more respect if you take it on the chin and get on with it. Obviously, there's a lot of money involved and things like that, but, you know, credit to Usyk, he carried on to the referee's, you know, decision and he finished the fight in the ninth round with a cracking punch, you know, a really accurate punch that caught Dubois and he went down and there was no getting up from that. So, um, I know, Dubois and his promoters kicked off a bit, but I think they've just got to accept that, you know, Usyk won the fight. So, and I think there'll be definitely be a rematch. But uh, felt a bit sorry for Usyk in the press conference, really, because people were sort of having a go at him about you know the, the referee and that. But he's going to do what what he's told, isn't he? So and, and fight his own fight. So so yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a controversial one. And it was your opinion, really. It's what you saw and the referee. You know, he only sees it in a split second, and that's how he gave it. So I think you've got to accept that and move on. But another win for Usyk, but a great effort from Dubois.
0: Tyson Fury up next
1: for Usyk, you think? Well, it looks like possibly they're going to have a rematch with Dubois, so whether that gets made, I'm not too sure, but yeah, if that didn't get made, Tyson Fury and Usyk is the is the obvious one, but I don't know, Tyson Fury he seems like the hardest bloke in the world to get a fight with, because he, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to make fights, does he, at the moment, so, so yeah, I'd say that's probably the route that they're going to go down, but I wouldn't be surprised if Usyk and, and Dubois did it again.
0: Mm. Big fight this weekend in Manchester. Liam Smith, the crispy Chris Eubank Junior. Um, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, that was a great fight last time out a few months ago, and uh, Liam Smith won that fight. And there was controversy around that one. You know, Eubank Junior said he followed him with his his elbow on one of the punches, and, and that's the one that did the damage. So there's a, a lot of bad blood between those two fighters. So it should be another terrific contest. This one, um, I, 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 it's one of those. Really, I mean. I, if I was a betting man, I'd probably go with Smith again. But Eubank's very, very dangerous. You know, he uh, he puts a lot into his fights. He, you know, he'll he'll take you all the way. He's a, he's a brawler, really, is Eubank. So, you know, if he gets involved there with, with Smith and drags him in, it could be a real dogfight that one. There's a cracking card as well. You know, Fraser Clark's on there, and you've got a fantastic Greater Manchester clash between. The, Mark Efron and Jack Cullen, which promises to be great. That's sort of Oldham against Bolton. That's going to be a great fight. So, it's going to be a really good night. I think there's, there's plenty on the undercard. So, it should be a cracking night in Manchester next Saturday. Yeah.
0: Talk us through the undercard. What, what strikes you as being the the, the best?
1: Yeah, well, I think the fraser Clark allen fight is, is a good one. But for me, you know... I, Mark, everyone's quite local to me. I see him training a lot and um, he's well known around the area where I live. So there's a lot of support for him in that contest against Jack Cullen. Um, I know Mark's on a good run of farm, I've been to his last couple of fights and you know, Jack's a uh, you know, six foot two. Uh, super middleweight from Bolton. He's a very talented uh, lad as well. So I think both those two, I think that could be fight of the night, that one, to be honest, which they normally are, these these local scraps. And uh, those two are trying to get up the ladder to world level, you know, to test themselves. So, you know, the, that's a big fight, that. You know, the loser of that one goes right down the pecking order. The winner of it gets propelled into to massive fights. So that's a good one. Fraser Clark has said has got a tough test as well. You know, a lot of people are... Um, Talking about Fraser as being the next big thing, I'm not too sure myself, but this is a real crossroads fight for him. Um, So, yeah, it should be a really good, good card. I mean, that's what we like, good British classes as well. So, yeah and you've got the the smith and Newbank one headline in it which is you know a, a real a real good one as well between those two they don't like each other so there should be some fireworks on uh, on saturday night
0: yeah and we'll be talking all about it on the sports zone next week let's move on to the rugby league and Salford devils Paul they were in action against Wakefield they won 20 points to nil uh, to
1: keep the playoff hopes alive yeah yeah they did and um... It was always going to be a tough night. I think against Wakefield, they're strapping for their lives. Out they lost to, to Castleford in that big game the week before, so they came to Salford looking to, to, to desperately grab some points. And I, I think Salford were the better side in the first half. Wakefield had a little, little patch themselves, but they lack that cutting edge to Wakefield and. I don't know how many times they've been nilled this season, but I think it's over half a dozen times, and that's a lot in, in a competition. So they've they, they, they sort of rudderless going forward and never really looked like scoring. Solford defended really well, took the couple of chances in the first half, probably bombed a few chances as well. Solford were the best, there's no doubt about that. They could have had 40 points if they'd have you know, um, executed the chances that they created. But leading 8-0 at the half-time, they come out second half. Defended really well again, scored another couple of tries, and, and won the game twenty points to nil. So, I thought it was a it was a good professional performance from Sofa, but a lot to work on because, you know, timing was off at periods of the game, and you know the ball went down a few times. And what was a real clear bone dry night, you know, a lot of uh, knock ons and things like that. But there was stuff to clean up on. But I think the spirit and the defence. Uh, there were some big performances in the forwards. Like Jack Armour had his best game for a long time. He looked really good. Brad Singleton was good. Again, Callum Watkins had another great game. So Dan uh, Ryan Briley scored two good tries. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of positives in that game. And the, the main thing, Rob, was after three defeats at home, three glorious defeats, as I called them, because they played really well and lost those games. They won a scruffy game. So a scruffy win is better than a glorious defeat yeah we
0: got reaction from Ryan Briley Ben Helliwell Jack Royd, Brodie Croft Ken Seal, King Bunny Ayawa and Paul Rowley after the game and this is what they have to say
1: right delighted to say 2 try tri-hero Ryan Briley joins us Ryan another big performance from yourself big performance from the team good win last week at Huddersfield followed up by another two points tonight
2: yeah I think um, when it comes to the back end of the season I think you'll get games like that I think there's a lot of anxiety around the league and um, teams picking points up off each other so I think the the two points is the most important thing and um weird game. Weird really weird game to be a part of but um fortunate to get out under end and I think six weeks ago we probably lose that game so um good good improvements and um yeah, onto the big one next week.
1: Lost your last three home games the Saints game, the Leeds game, the League game, all close games where you played really well. Yet tonight you get the two points. A scruffy win is better than a glorious defeat, isn't it? Yeah,
2: definitely. Uh that's what I said before probably it's been um, nice to come out the other end of one of them because, like I said, we've been probably close in recent weeks and, and dare I say, deserved the win in all three of them close games. Um, so, nice to fall on the right side of it. Um, yeah, that was, the, that was probably the main thing, just getting the two points and moving on, really. Looking at the lead table at the moment, places are hot for that top seat. You're wigging away next week. That's going to be another tough test. But you must go there with confidence, now for these two wins. Yeah, and I think the, the, it normally brings out the best of us wigging games. I think... Um, notoriously over the last probably two, three years they've been really good games um, to watch and be a part of so it's a, it's a massive game for us and I think, I think no matter who you play against now in these last four games um, everyone every team's got something to play for so there's, there's no dead games as such so um, one that we're excited for and uh, one that we need to we need to put our best foot forward.
1: Things to work on for next week. Probably a bit sloppy tonight. A team like Wigan, you know, is probably a bit better than Wakefield. With respect to them, you're gonna to have to be on your A game next week, aren't you? Because it's one of those grounds where you don't really. You've got to work
2: for everything, haven't you, when you got to Wigan? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we found that earlier in the year. We, we played really well for 72 minutes mm. um, and get beat by the magic of, of Bevan and Jay Field. So um, we know if we, if we cough up that much ball, we're probably gonna get burnt at some point. So um, yeah, I, I don't want to be too negative because I think. I say six weeks ago we probably get beat there so um positive for and it's um from especially defensively i think we look pretty sound all night to be honest i do not think we, we look like conceding so that is one uh positive what we'll take, take towards next week is it a fair comment to say you're getting better with age <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm enjoying myself um i've heard a few supporters say that recently and and i think you know your support plays excellent you back up really really well and
1: you're scoring tries well dead stay under the high bar so he must be pleased with the way you're
2: performing. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I think more importantly, I, I, I'm happier when the team's winning two points every <laughs> week. That, that, that probably brings out the best of me. So uh, I'm lucky enough to, to play behind, um, obviously Brody and Sneedy who put me in some good positions, and uh, Acker at nine, there, who's um, I think troubled them all night with his running game. So I, I'm happy. I think you'll know. Is I think a happy player is a is a good player, and, and that's why the kind of mantra I kind of took all year. I've been happy with performances. And, um, but more importantly, I think it, it means nothing if we don't make the playoffs. Um, I'll, I'll swap on performances for, for a playoff spot, that's for sure. Thanks for speaking to us tonight, mate. Enjoy
1: the weekend. I know you're in training. You know, I've got the bank holiday weekend, but we'll see it Wigan next week. Take care, buddy. All good. Thank, you. Thank you.
0: So I'm joined by Brody Croft. Win tonight. How would you feel?
3: Um, yeah obviously happy with the win happy with keeping scoreless it's our first game this year where we've kept a team scoreless it's a real scrappy affair i felt but um yeah you take wins particularly this time of year um, and it, yeah it helps us keep driving there towards where we want to get to
0: yep two wins on the spin going into the, the playoff charge confident
3: Yeah, always confident in this team. Um, Just keeps growing in confidence every week. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of confidence in this group, so we know what we're capable of. Um, And, yeah, frustrating that we didn't perform how we probably wanted to perform today, but there certainly was areas that we were working hard, and uh, I thought that's probably a reason why we did keep them scoreless. We worked hard for each other in defence. And, and yeah, hopefully we'll just keep building off that. Uh, what, What is it, four weeks to go now? Um so yeah, four big games to go.
0: Yeah, uh, last season went on a bit of a run, didn't we get into the playoffs? Do you see similarities on this one? Obviously, two on the spin now? Uh,
3: yeah, you'd hope so, definitely. <laughs> um yeah, hopefully we can um keep building off this now and um and yeah, take it to bigger, better things and, and, and get there to the playoffs and yeah, once you get to the playoffs it's anyone race from, it's a anyone's race
0: from there. And how you how you think you're performing last few weeks, showing a bit of Broadly magic? Um yeah, a
3: bit of hot and cold today. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to uh, review this one, get that over and done with, and then get on to Wigan next week. That's a big one next week, obviously, there at Wigan. Um, it's always a good matchup against them. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just keep playing off the back of these forwards who have been doing really well for us the last couple of weeks yeah. and really standing up defensively in particular I think we've had one try in the last two weeks mm-hmm. which is really pleasing in the defensive aspect and um, our attack will keep building off the back of that.
0: Is that something you talk about as a team in defensive efforts?
3: Certainly yeah. Yeah games one in defence uh, so we we'll keep backing that up week in week out and uh, it gives us a chance.
0: Yeah Wigan next week like you say going into it too on the spin.
3: Confident? Yeah definitely. Brilliant. Um, yeah you're always going to Back yourselves going up against those those big teams, um, and, and yeah, you, you always look forward to those big encounters. So we'll be up for it. Um, hey, yeah, I can't
1: wait to get into it. Really,
0: brilliant, Brody. Well done tonight, and see you soon.
1: All right, Ben of the World joins me.
4: Another win. You know, probably a bit of a scruffy win tonight, but they all they're all important this stage of the season, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, we knew what we were going to bring. They're a desperate team, and um, yeah, you know, we knew they were going to bring it. And um, i say there were a few mistakes for, from both teams, and just glad to get get to the end of the end of the game with a win. And uh, I think it's the first game we've um, uh, kept someone uh, to zero, so um, yeah, it's a good win for us. Was it a hard-fought game out there? Because you know it was difficult. Wakefield were a desperate side, yeah. weren't they as well? Could you sense that on the pitch? <laughs> yeah, we could. Um, like you say, last last time we played them the, at their place, they, they brought up a lot on the the end of the winning this convincingly so I think we needed to get back at them And um, like I say, they, 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 they probably didn't play as good as what they did last time but um, I think uh, we, we dropped to their level a bit uh, but uh, yeah, like I say we, uh, we want the best but a win's a win What was the most pleasing side of it what was Paul Rowley say to you was it keeping them to zero was that the most pleasing thing tonight yeah the most pleasing thing it's uh, yeah, keeping someone to zero uh, a, t- a team to zero but um we, we need to be more polished when we come up against the bigger teams like next week playing against Wigan and pull a performance like that I think um, I don't think it's going to uh, go right for us but that's say a win's a win and we're, we're back on we sorting week. up that race for the top six and if you look at the lead table there's a lot of team challenging now and there two wins on the spin you got a Wigan
1: next week full of confidence
4: yeah um, we're, we're playing the top team next week uh, but we're, we're off the back of two wins and uh, I've let one try in, in two two games, so um, we've got a lot of confidence behind us and um, we'll uh, put in a good performance against we going Wigan to hopefully a, f- a lot of fans will come and uh, support us uh, and uh, bring the atmosphere. Did
1: you get a bit of time off now for the bank holiday?
4: No, we're back in tomorrow. Great oh, uh, nice recovery tomorrow and then uh, back, it, back at it on Monday. So, That's what yeah. it's all about if you want to make the playoffs all, mate. 100%, it? yeah. yeah it's, uh, no bank holidays for us. <laughs> Thanks very much for speaking to us, mate. It's Take care. So. so I'm
0: joined by uh, Jack Armour and Tough battle tonight, but a win is a win.
5: Yeah, very very sloppy game, um, but I think this, we've got to take the, the positive. I think we kept them to nil. We we only conceded one try last week, so you've got to take them positives from the game. Like I say, it was sloppy, but it's another two points, um, and there is positives in there. Yeah,
0: two wins on the spin now. Beat Huddersfield last week, beat Wavefield tonight. Going into the playoffs in form.
5: That's, well, yeah, that's what we need, we keep, what we need to do in it. Keep winning. So we've tipped two off. Um, we've been we talked about it all week at training we next week, um so hopefully we can get get another two points next week. What was the chat
0: like in the in the dressing room tonight after that win?
5: Um mixed really. I think it's a bit of a sloppy performance, like I say, but like I say, there's positives there. We've got at the end of the day the main thing is we've got the two points, so you, that's you've got to look at that really. Yeah, it was a tough battle
0: up from what was it like in that forward pack?
5: Yeah, it was, it was it was tough, I think. Um every game is really you can't underestimate any team so mm. it's, it's always tough in, in that middle so no different tonight really yeah Wigan next week going into it in form yeah. confident yeah we've got to be you got I think you've got to win these big games mm. with, with confidence um otherwise you're, you're losing from the start really aren't you I think it's um we need the two points again so it's it'll be a massive big week for at training hopefully we can go in and get another win do
0: you obviously sort of look at the league table and think how many games do you reckon we need to get in the six is that kind of conversation to take place or is it just game at time
5: no, it's a game of time. I think I think we're looking at winning every game. So it's it's not a case of we need to win four out of six or whatever, we need to just try to win every game we can. So that's the chart of the week during the week. Brilliant. Thanks for talking to us tonight. Good win and uh, see you soon.
1: Right, right like to say Ken C O joins me on his hundredth appearance for Salford.
6: He just couldn't quite get that try at the end there, yeah but
1: unselfishly fed uh, Ryan Briley for the score. What does it mean to play hundred games for Salford? Oh it means It's
6: Um first club I've come to um, ever since KR. And um you know very lucky to stay here. To reach the
1: 100 and play 100 for Salford as well so yeah means a lot Would it have put the icing on the cake a try tonight? I mean, You, yeah, did, ma- up, you yeah. did make a few breaks didn't you but you set up a couple of tries as well
6: Yeah it would up but um, you know it's, uh, it's always good to give it to you. a quicker bloke than me than me scoring it so win's a win so I'll take
1: that Two wins on the spin I mean was that the important thing tonight? It wasn't the performance really was it? I mean scratchy performance but was it just getting the two points tonight in that hunt for the playoffs?
6: Yeah um, I think um, more importantly is like um, playing how we did last year um, and we've done that the last two weeks and um, you know we are taking it one step forward and taking it week to week and making sure we perform to our best
1: What's Ken Sears' plans for the future? Would you think you'll be a Salford player next season? Are you under contract or have you got anything sorted? Or? Uh, we'll see how we go
6: um, still there's a lot on the plate at the minute so I'm just that up uh, Would you like to stay here? At I would like time? to stay here but see how we go and um, we'll go
1: from there Enjoyed your time here so far 100, 100 games is great and you've got a good try
6: ratio how many tries have you scored for Salford? Uh not sure. I'm not sure, yeah. You big, should know um, these things, really. Yeah, I think i 7-7, I think, last yeah. time I seen it,
7: yeah. It's a good ratio, oh, though, yes, isn't uh, it,
1: to have. Wigan away next week is going to be another tough game, but yeah. we must have gained a lot of confidence from the last two victories now. Yeah, yeah,
6: we have. Um, not only that, we know we have to be on our A game next week. Uh, Wigan's a good side, and uh, you know, we've got to make sure we are uh, prepped well this week and take it
1: to the next step. Thanks very much for talking to us, Ken. Enjoy the weekend. I know you're in for training tonight. You don't get the bank holiday weekend, no, no, but no.
6: congratulations on your 100th appearance, mate. Thank you.
0: So I'm joined by King Ayawa.
8: big win tonight, tough, tough battle out there. Yeah, it was, I mean, it um, wasn't the greatest, I mean, we could have been better, but uh, I guess we'll take the win and move on from that and see what we can work on and do better. Yeah, well, it was a tough game, I mean, they threw loads of stuff at us, but yeah, we knew they were going to come out, they got something to fight for, but yeah, we had to maintain and uh, and just, you know, keep our cool and just play our game yeah what was it like obviously out there you know
0: very sort of scrappy but very battley as well especially from that in that sort of four pack like yourself they, they didn't take a back with step did they
8: uh no no way never i mean any chance they could they just try to uh you know rattle us but we knew it wasn't their game and, and their game to just you know quick taps and all of this but we knew we just stay calm and see what we can control and i think they've done the boys done well and when it, comes to uh, when it comes to like the times that it matters and we executed and uh, yeah we put it off two wins on the spin as well yeah that's uh, that's something going into the uh
0: next four games for that playoff chase
8: yeah definitely uh definitely after that playoff chase and uh we're after them next uh next four wins as well coming up so uh, hopefully uh we know we just want to focus on the next job uh who the next opponent is and uh yeah keep going and uh improve um by week and uh yeah hopefully by playoffs we're flying yeah, Wigan next week. That'll be a big test. Uh, definitely. I love playing against Wigan. Physical group. Uh, always good against us and them, and uh, it's always uh, always a tough game, especially at Wigan as well. And um, now looking forward to it. And uh, uh, we're going to be ready for them as much as they're ready for us. And uh, you know, it's going to be a good battle. But yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, Brad
0: Singleton's come in. So I thought, like, like yourself, uh what's he added to the group?
8: Uh, just just loads of experience, and uh, you know, just you know, just very calm and cool and uh, he's just just you know he's he's a very experienced guy and he knows how to play the game so we all just fall behind him and he just keeps everyone cool and calm and uh, he's he's, he's a massive improvement for our game and uh, I reckon he fits in right well and uh, we enjoy his company and everything but yeah his performance has been class
0: and how have you think you've performed a couple of big hits there didn't you today rattled a few cages
8: oh I just do what I like to do best you know Uh, big boys and all of that but I I always love a physical game but and it's always in my uh, I always try to go after the the big heads but I don't know. It's just just I just try to do what I can do for the for the boys and get us on the front foot and and off the cuff That was quite a try, so yeah, I'll take it. <clears throat>
0: Brilliant. Thanks for talking to us today. Good win and uh, see you soon.
8: I'm joined by Paul Rowley.
0: Win tonight at the Granial though.
7: Yeah, yeah, possibly one of the worst games I've seen for a long, long time, but uh, the scoreboard says nil Gets Wakefield, which is really positive. Conceded one try in two games, which is positive. That's a fact, that's history. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, the game certainly lacked quality. It didn't didn't lack hard work. I thought our players worked really, really hard. Um, you know, I think the nil at the side of Wakefield probably they contributed to their own downfall a lot there. However, I'd like to think that we forced a lot of those errors as well by um, our know, defence and you know cu- cutting their thinking time down. So um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the positives in in what was, if i being really honest and frank, a really ugly, uh, poor quality game. Yeah, but winning ugly is a good sign. Oh yeah, so was, well, the, it's in the history says win and nil. Well done. So, um, so yeah, it's, you know this next week nobody will be talking about this. They'll be talking about something else. So, uh, so yeah, winning ugly, I guess. Yeah, but, but we'd have liked a, a better quality game and, and, and a tougher game, I guess, that might have brought be- you know ask more of us as well because we, you know we want to we want to get better and uh, and really hone in on our performances as the season comes to a conclusion so uh but however the nil is important and uh and the wins obviously important
0: yeah two wins on the spin back in the six now obviously last sort of six weeks eight weeks we had a bit of a barren run mm. but now we're we're winning games which is a good sign going into the playoffs
7: yeah, yeah. Obviously, we had a great start, eight from nine or whatever it was, and then seven, seven on the bounce, six league games, one cup. Uh, I thought they had a lot to contend with, though. The players in, in that spell, you know, the, the, there was the announcement of the shirt scheme with Saul Tyler. Yeah. There was a bit of a grenade gone off really in the in the dressing room there, so um, a lot of outside noise. And and uh, and that, you know, I also thought our form at home was pretty good. Mm. I thought we'd been uh, uh, I, I had some tough calls against us oh made no secret of it hasn't yeah. it? thought we've, we we were good enough and we should have got three home wins there so uh so it starts painting up with picture when really it's not that bad but what it does do is it tests your nerve and uh, and what i will say about these players is uh, an example of their nerve is the three pass shift mm. on our own try line yeah. under pressure that gets budgy at the other end if we're on our game we score that try but uh, however the the to get to that point was uh, well like I say you need a bit of nerve and, yeah. uh, and they've got it peak rally ball that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a glimpse of it there Yeah, so I do enjoy watching that but uh, credit to the boys
0: yeah Wigan next um, obviously away from home be difficult but
7: going into it two years on the spin yeah a yeah, um, bit like uh, OKR previously before Magic a bit of a nemesis, nemesis for us um, so uh, clearly a big club uh, you know a good club with you know, good history and a good presence so uh, we know how tough it is uh, we've been there with a scratch side and, and performed remarkably. Been there with a full side and not done t- as well. So uh, hopefully this week we get a full side out uh, and we put our best performance together and we put the two together and you know and, uh, and give ourselves a chance. So we understand the, the size of the, uh, the task, uh, but you know that's a game we kind of get excited for.
8: Brilliant. Cheers. Talk to
7: us. Well done tonight, and we'll see you soon.
0: So. All the uh, players quite happy with the performance, Paul? We spoke to uh, Paul Rowley, and he was uh, obviously happy that we'd won, like you said, but not so happy about the performance. It was a bit sort of niggly at the times, but a positive he took from it is that we didn't concede, and that's only one try in two games that we conceded, conceded in the last two games, which is which is really good going into the
1: playoffs. Yeah, and I think sometimes in those sort of games you get you get dragged down to your opposition's level that's no disrespect to Wakefield, they were a desperate team, they're really struggling um, and, and they'll play a certain way won't they, so you've got to find a way around that and I think we did, um, when we got the result I, th- I thought, you know, Ken Sio it'd be great to see him score a, a try on his 100th career appearance for Salford but you know, I asked him in the interview if he's staying and, you know, between me and you it looks like he could be going, I mean he's not got anything signed yet, so let's hope Ken Sio stays, so there's a bit of uh, Doubt around that whether he's going to be there next season, so uh, we'll have to fingers crossed for that one because he's he's been a top player for us and you know still a really good finisher. But uh, but yeah, Paul Rowley's every right to be a bit concerned really because we've got a massive game coming up this week at Wigan where they won thirty four 0 away from home at Catalans, which was a fantastic performance for them to topple the top of the table on their own patch. So um, that's going to be they're going to be absolutely uh, full of confidence for Salford's visit this week. So that's going to be a real test for us.
0: Yeah. Um... Off the field, and um, the Soul so have announced on the 18th of September there's a fans' awards evening, um, which is going to be great. Obviously, you know, success this season with everything uh, going on, our chase for the playoffs, it'd be great to see who is nominated and who wins.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's still a lot to go for, isn't there? With four games left, I'm sure there's still heroes to be made, really, in these four matches. I mean, we're not sort of Guaranteed a playoff spot at the moment. We've got four big games really, and I think between us, I think we need to win three of them because it's so tight in that that league. But yeah, there's been some great performances, individual performances this season. It'll be interesting to see who gets the awards because I mean sometimes you'll you'll get players who don't get the man of the match votes, but they played really really well, and you, and you think blimey they didn't get any votes for the, the man of match awards, but the, their sort of work goes unsung. So. There's there's some top players in that that team and uh, yeah I'm sure all the awards will get picked for the right people.
0: Yeah, uh, sad news reached us that a former Salford great Eric Presscroft passed away. Our thoughts with his friends and family at this time, Paul. But you know, such a such an iconic player in our seventies team.
1: Yeah, he was. He played for Salford for a long time. Couldn't really get in the St. Helens team in the early 70s. They had a good loose forward in Kel Coslett. So he sort of kept Eric out of the team. I think he played on the wing for St. Helens round about that time. But yeah, signed for Salford and won the Lancashire Cup, won two championships, BBC Two Floodlit Trophy, went to Widness, I think about 1980, played in two cup finals for them, won one of them and lost one and then came back to Salford in eighty three eighty four 84 season and had a few games then at the back end of his career. So Played well over five, six hundred matches in his career, vast majority of them at Salford, and uh, yeah, his son was a wonderful man as well, Steve Prescott. So uh, yeah, it's um, a sad loss to lose to lose uh, Eric.
0: Yeah, um, obviously we're looking forward to the games that are to come. Uh, Salford are uh, away at Wigan
4: uh,
1: this weekend. That'll be a tough battle. Yeah, as I just mentioned there, I mean. With them going to Catalan I fully expected Catalan to beat Wigan. You know, we Wigan had been in in different form, really. They struggled to beat Hull and I think it was Golden Point extra time a week before. And going to who were absolutely flying. You expected Catalans to to probably beat them over there. And and Wigan won the game 34-0. So I think that just shows you the the steel that Wigan have got. So especially at home, they don't lose many at home, do they? So uh, that's a massive game for and We don't win there very often. So we we could do a win in that game, really. I mean, it's not the end of the world if we don't win it because we've still got to play Warrington and Hull-KR and a lot of the sides around the playoffs are playing each other. So there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. And I wouldn't like to predict who's going to finish in that top six. Uh, you obviously you've got the teams at the top the Wigan Saints Catelyn who, who are probably going to be there but the rest of the teams now I mean I think we're four points behind Lee and the way they're playing at the moment we could possibly catch them now because they seem to have fell apart since the, the, the cup final so yeah it's going to be really exciting but Wigan will be a real tough test but these are the tests that you want and I'm sure Paul Rowley you know being from some sort of the Lee area I mean I know he's told us before he, he watched Wigan as a youngster he'll be hungry to go there and uh, show his team that are good enough to take them on yep yeah. Well, moving on to the Championship, Swinton Lions are definitely in a relegation dogfight. They were beaten at home on Sunday by Bradford Bulls. They lost the game 26 points to 42, plenty of points in that game. Swinton's tries came from Hatton, Lapore, Butt, Spedding and Roden. And uh, Swinton are now level on points with Keighley, but they're in the drop zone. They're two points above bottom place Barrow, but Swinton have only got a few games to save. They've got four games left now towards the end of the season and three of those games are away. They go to York, Barrow... Whitehaven at home and Halifax away. So big few weeks coming up for Swinton Lions. Let's hope they can survive in the Championship. It's been a big season for them this year, but uh, survival is the priority now. So uh, final score on the weekend, Swinton 26, Bradford 42.
0: Uh, Swinton Lions are away at York. That'll be a tough test. York, uh, you know, a good side. Uh, but Swinton, you know, have some good players. They've got, you know, opportunity there to cause an upset.
1: Yeah, they certainly have, yeah. And they've uh, got a new coach coming in for next season as well in, in Alan Kilshaw. So, they, they've got a lot to be positive about. I mean, that'll be a tough game, that going to York. York are a bit up and down at the moment, aren't they? But Swinton improved. I mean, they were unlucky to lose. They went there and gave a real good account of themselves. So, yeah, they, they've just got to keep battling now because, you know, Keithley have started to win a few games below them and two sides go down and what they don't want is to get relegated after, you know, coming back into the the, the championship. So uh, they need to survive this season really and then build on it for next season.
0: Yeah, so Red Red Devils ladies are in in action uh, this weekend they play Barrow away we spoke to uh, loose forward Brogan Evans about her rugby league career and what it's like playing for Salford and this is what she had to say we're joined by Salford Devils ladies star Brogan Evans welcome to the show Brogan Uh, how did you get into rugby
9: league hi Rob thanks for having me it's good to be here I actually started off as a rugby union player I started at university, mainly for the social aspect, to being honest with you, and then completely fell in love with it. I'd always done like boxing, football, wrestling as a kid, so I suppose rugby kind of encompassed all that and brought it all together in a sport that I, I ultimately fell in love with. After university, I joined a local club team who, and then I met, and then you might recognise actually, Michelle Davies, and we played together at Birkenhead Park. And then she went on to play league for Wigan, and then obviously on to Warrington. Um, and i remember seeing on social media i remember seeing her signing autographs for kids and and a shirt with her name on the back and I, i'll be honest i was a little bit jealous i wanted that and she came back to play a game for park and i remember seeing how far she'd come on from playing league her skills had gone up tenfold became a different player and i thought you know what i wish i'd gone with you i wish i'd gone to try league two had a conversation at the end it ended up with her kind of encouraging me to come and try a league so i did i went to warrington i'd had a trial i got in and then found myself suddenly playing Super League even though I didn't even know the rules and trying to learn my job on the go. And at first it was it was scary, I wasn't a big fan, I missed Union. But now I can't imagine going back. I think I enjoy the intensity, I enjoy the speed, I enjoy the ball skills of League that I don't think Union quite has. I think because you've only got the five phases, it ends up you have to do more exciting to watch. And I think with fitness being quite like a massive part of my life, obviously I'm a personal trainer when I'm not playing rugby, fitness is like my go to, my work ethic, my work rate on the pitch. I like the fitness element of league how did you move to Solford come about what was it like moving to a team that was completely new yeah I played a, a full season at Wellington it was quite a tough one to take actually because I was kind of promised the world in that first season with them and said was told that I'd make a massive part of their um, their next season and then was dropped and told they'd have time to, to teach me the rules and to, and to make me into the player they promised they would make me so it was quite a tough one to take, actually. But I think it's really important for every player to kind of experience that. And it makes you want... You can go one of two ways. You can either use that to fuel you and drive you to make you a better player and a stronger person, or you can kind of give up. And obviously, ultimately, I knew Lobby and Lauren, who played for the Lunars. And sometimes we have joint sessions together, the Super League team and the Lunars. So I knew them from that. And I saw on social media that they'd gone and signed for this new team, this new team I'd never heard of. And they were up and coming and there's like press releases and it was really big and I remember following them for a little while thinking oh this is interesting I'll keep an eye on that and I was speaking to them after they mentioned coming down to try out but at the time I didn't drive so I had no way of getting to them from Salford and I was finishing my union county season I was um captain of county and I finished the season with them so I couldn't come over until that had finished or until i passed my driving test completely all that I came over and had a trial um every player at Salford has a four session trial before they're allowed in the team and the coaches are adamant they're not just looking for players who've got good talent they're looking for people who fit in with the team as well because i think our team ethic and our team environment is such a massive part of, of what makes salford salford a lot of teams don't quite have that they don't quite get on the way we get on we're ultimately a giant family dysfunctional weird and wonderful but we are one big family i remember the coaches introduced me to the team as this player who had loads of experience and that added a lot of pressure because i didn't have experience in the league i had no idea what i was doing but hopefully over time i've kind of proved myself and have proved myself to be a, a, a good member of the team Last season was tremendous success
0: with our league title win and cup success as well. What were your personal highlights?
9: Yeah, last season was an absolute whirlwind. There were moments there we felt unstoppable. I think the moment I took away from last season is I wouldn't say a highlight, but I think it's the, the moment I keep coming back to was that playoff final when we lost. Obviously, we were winning at half time and it all fell apart in the second half. And I think every single one of us, I think all of us, that's the moment we remember the most from last season. And we've used it to fuel us this year. I think it's very easy to play in a league where you're battering teams and you're winning week after week. But we never then learnt to lose as a team. We never learnt to be behind as a team and how we get around each other. And I think that's shown this year at times. We, we, we never really learnt how to lose as a team. And I think that's something that we're actively trying to really work on this year because we're, we we took a massive step up. We're playing in the higher level now and we're not going to batter teams every week. We're going to have to fight for it. We're going to have to dig deep. We're going to have to be more gritty. And I think that started with that playoff final last year. You were selected for the England Community Lions at the end of last season. What was that like? Yeah, it was an absolute honour to be selected to play for England Community Lions. I think eight of us in total went down to trials, and I was the only person who was selected in the end, which was obviously disappointing for my teammates, but for me personally, it was really overwhelming. I'm not the most socially confident person, and I do rely on the people around me to kind of get me through that social aspect of of rugby in the game. And suddenly I felt quite alone being surrounded by people that I didn't know, and who didn't know me, and didn't know my little quirks, and the the support I sometimes need in, in games. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that but what I loved to be fair was the fact that my teammates came down to watch the game and they were so supportive and I could hear them cheering from the sidelines and that kind of got me through and it was cool to train and play at a higher level in some aspects that meant that I could take drills and skills that we learned at Community Lions take it back to our team for example the kind of marketplace system we're working on now at training is something that I'd done with with Community Lions before. We were originally meant to play against Wales and Ireland both those community teams dropped out. So then we decided we'd play against England Knights, which was, you know, quite exciting. They were England's second team. There were names that I recognized from, from competition level and then that pulled out as well. So we ended up playing against England Dice, which is like the England's academy but I suppose these are all future England stars. These are all the young kids coming up through the academy and, and gonna go on to play for England one day. It was, it was a good, healthy competition. I think we were winning quite comfortably at half time and then obviously they're younger, fitter and faster than we were. So as we t- started to tire a little bit, they came back a little bit, but we did come away with the win in the end.
0: You had a positional change in the off season, interchange hooker to lose forward how did
9: you feel about that positional change obviously when you first come to a new team you can't walk straight on the pitch you kind of have to fight for it and earn your place and earn that respect from your teammates so a lot of last season for me was about that interchanging hooker role with Taz um, and learning the game and Taz is a phenomenal player and an even nicer person she took me under her wing massively and taught me everything I know now today about, about playing the hooker and even the rules of the league, which I didn't know too well before. And quite quickly, I think coaches realised how well me and Taz play together on the pitch, though in the middles especially, and then fast play the balls when a marker and the other team's to ground, which is quite, it's quite dangerous at times. So I think that's what this new um, loose forward role that was about for me. It was about um, bringing some speed into the middle and working with Taz for them fast play the balls. And so far, so good, it's working all right. Statistically, you are among the top ball carriers and
0: tacklers in both Super League 1 and 2 We've seen it all with your all-action style of play You're a top, top player Does it make you feel competing with the very best in Super League? Do
9: you know what? I've said it once and I'll say it again Like I'm not the fastest player on the pitch I'm not the best player on the pitch I'm not the best tackler on the pitch But I make it my effort to make sure that I, I'm damn well sure when I leave that pitch That I worked the hardest I think that's where my stats come from this year And it's something that I am proud of
0: what do you think the difference is uh, between super league and uh, championship level
9: super league has been a massive step up for us from championship and i think at times that has shown it's not just about what we're doing our two training sessions a week now it's about what we're doing our spare time too about that fitness and conditioning we put ourselves through to make ourselves game ready and that's got to be accountable to each player it's not something that can be monitored and enforced by coaches really it's about how much we want it as individuals and we're still working on that Equally, I think it's really hard that, obviously, Super League women, we're not all paid. Um, we all work full-time jobs around rugby, so some of our players come off a 12-hour shift to come to training or come to a game, and they're shattered. They haven't got much left to give, and I think that's really such a hard bit about where women's sport is at the moment, is that we're still having to work full-time and play Super League, and both are full-time jobs, essentially. Off the field, use some coaching. Tell us all about that. I started coaching as a rugby union coach. I coach um, Liverpool John Moores University women's team um, and I have for the last, I think this is my third season this year. And this is the first year really I've gone into coaching league, so I started with Salford, coaching the like, hub of excellence for young players in the area who wanted to come in and get some extra coaching. And that led into helping out for a, little, for a little bit with Salford City Roosters setting up their girls team. And then just from there I started doing some one to one so young people who play for local clubs in the area. Um, I want to boost their kind of skills, come for a one-to-one session with me. just want to do a quick shout out for Tedmund, who I coach, who is the most phenomenal young man with the most epic hair, who's going to go on to do great and wonderful things in the rugby world. And equally, his younger sister, Biff, who said she wants to be a professional rugby player. And I think that says a lot with the way the world's changing, the way women's sport's changing, that a young girl wants to be a professional rugby player. I absolutely love that. So look out for both those names in the England rugby team in the future. I also want to do a shout out for Carrie who's Emma Hickey's girlfriend because Emma Hickey forgot to do a shout out for her and she was a little bit annoyed,
0: so shout out to you Gary. We're currently 4th in Super League 2 in the mix for a home playoff
9: spot. Are you excited about the challenges ahead for the season? <laughs> I don't quite think excited is the word for it, maybe poo my pants is a little bit more appropriate. No, but in all seriousness, I think at the start of the season we said it wasn't for us about winning the league, it was about building game by game ready for that playoffs. Um, obviously, we knew we didn't win the league. We had to win playoffs, say in Super League, due to that change in the the shuffle in the leagues again next year. So, it thought like it's about building and building relationships, building our team up ready for playoffs. And I think we have been building to that. We have got better game by game. We didn't have the best start of the season. Now we've won two games on the bounce. We're looking forward to being playing against Lee next week. So. Let's have it. Do you think last season's success and playing intense games
0: give you an advantage going to the playoff series this season? I don't think there's such a
9: thing as an advantage um, going into playoffs. I think you've got to take each game as it comes. Sometimes it comes down to which team wants it more in that moment and which team's willing to fight for it the the most. Um, And we've just got to make sure when playoff comes that that team is us ultimately.
0: Lee away on Sunday will be tough, but we're coming off a run of victories, so you must go into the contest confident uh, of recording an away win.
9: I'm one of the players who thinks there's a fine line between confidence and complacency. I think just because we've won two games, we've also got to bear in mind those are two games we've won against teams we've beat earlier in the season. We've not beat Lee yet, and to be fair to them, I think they're the only team in the league this year we've played against who are really good at that nice long pass out to the wing, and they've got pace on the wing to back it up. And that's something we haven't come across before. So it's something we are working out loads on training and how we shut that down defensively. So I'm more confident than I was going to the last game against them. But not in any way to say, I think it's going to be an easy battle because it's not. We're going to have to fight for it. Big thanks. So that was
0: Rogan Evans talking to us, Paul, uh, about her rugby league career so far. And playing for Salford and, you know, what a, what a fantastic, inspirational uh, lady she is. Uh, you know, a great, a great career she's had, learning all the time uh, through Salford, played for Warrington as well and she's really
1: a driving force uh, in that team. Yeah, she's really took to her time at Salford, is not she? And I think the supporters have as well. And I think she's a good role model for, for younger players, you know, looking to to break into uh, to Women's Rugby League as well. So she's um, yeah, a great ambassador for us to have at the club you know, gain experience all the time and, you know, re- the real driving force behind us. So, uh, so yeah, it's doing really, really well and I think Solford are proud to have her.
0: Yeah, obviously, like I said, they play Barra this week. Um, they've got two games. They've got um, to get reach a, a playoff. They're in the playoffs now, but they need to make sure they get a home playoff. That's the important thing because obviously in a playoff uh, situation, you want to be supported by your own supporters, don't you? So it will be uh, fascinating to see if they can uh, beat Barra. Uh, this weekend and get into that uh, home playoff spot.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's a a lot made of that sometimes and I think it's right for the right reasons. We are talking about Catalan's before and the the men's. They'll be desperate to get a home game because of the the partisan crowd that they have. And same for the ladies there, you know, they can get a game at Salford. Your mile's more you know, a better chance, I think, playing in front of your home supporters. I know it's not everything, but it does give you a massive lift, doesn't it, playing in front of your home crowd. So if they can finish up as high as they can, they've got a better opportunity.
0: Yeah, obviously looking at the other fixtures for Super League uh, this weekend, Hawkins are Rovers are at home to Catalan Dragons. Lee are at home to and We're away at Wigan. Uh, anything jumping out at you there?
1: Uh, well, Huddersfield, they need to get a result, don't they? They're still clinging on to the playoffs. Um, Hull Kingston Rovers have uh, had a good uh, good win last week against Lee. They're there. After that playoff spot, they're round about the same as Solfer. I think our um, record is more or less the same as theirs, give or take a couple of points. I know there's a bit of controversy on the league table. I read it the weekend before... Um, I think we should be a okay KR from from what people were saying, but mm. the rugby footballer have counted our points up wrong. But <laughs> so they, it just shows you how close they are to us, though. So so yeah, we, we could do with uh, with them them dropping some points, to be honest with you. But it's going to be a fascinating running the next couple of weeks. It really is, and you know we played Catalan last game. We've also got to play Warrington, who are in around us. We've got to go to Hull KR. That could be a playoff game sort of a shootout game for the playoffs, that game at Hull KR in a couple of weeks. So we've got matches against the sides around us. Um, so it's gonna be really, really tough.
0: Yeah. Other games at the weekend, Hull FC play Leeds, Warrington play Casper Tigers, and Wakefield play Sarah Ellens on Sunday. So the championship table, Feverston Rovers are top. Toulouse a second, Bradford Bulls a third, Sheffield Eagles a fourth, London Broncos a fifth, Batley Bulldogs a sixth, Widnes Vikings a seventh, Halifax Panthers eighth, York City Knights ninth, ninth uh, Whitehaven tenth, Barr eleventh, Keighley twelfth, Swinton Lions thirteenth, and Newcastle Thunder are bottom of the championship. Salford Red Devils currently sit in seventh in the Super League with 24 points, joint with Hull-Kingston Rovers, who are placed sixth, and Warrington, who are placed five. So, everything to play for, for Paul Rowley's men, in the next few weeks in the Super League. Big thanks for joining us on the Sport Zone on Salford City Radio. Um, We've really enjoyed your company. Big thanks for joining us and listening to to us talk all things sport in Salford. I've been Rob Parkinson. That's been Paul Whiteside. And uh, we'll see you soon for more Salford Sporting Chat on Salford City Radio.